If you're not up on the case of the Gilgo Beach murderer or the so-called Long Island serial killer, this has been vexing. This has been somebody that both the average ordinary person on the street and people at the top echelons of the legal community and the media community have all been speculating about. When are they going to catch someone? Are they going to catch someone? Is this person responsible? Is that person responsible? Someone, and on Friday, we learned that uh, Rex Hewerman, an architect that lived in Mastic Beach on Long Island, worked in Manhattan. He has been arrested, and we're wondering what the next step is in this whole situation. Somebody that may have the answers to some of those questions is Tom Shalero. He's a longtime radio talk show host. He's on Long Island News Radio, and he's been covering the Long Island serial killer case for many years. Tom, thanks so much for staying up late with us. My pleasure, Frank. I listen to you all the time. you got a great show. Uh, keep it going, my friend. Oh, that's awfully nice of you. I appreciate that. Thank you. So let's go back before there was an arrest in this case on Thursday. Give folks pri- the background on this case. What did we know about these remains that had been found on Gilgo Beach? What did we know about the victims? Well, give us sort of the, the background before there was an arrest made. Yeah, mo- most of the most of the victims were sex workers. Most of them advertised um, when Craigslist was taking those type of ads, if you remember. And uh, they certainly were doing very well. People were calling into them. A few of the victims came out of New Jersey. A couple came out of upstate. And they, they would put these ads out there and they would find the Johns. They would find the customers uh, that would uh, eventually procure them for their services. Uh, this is the type of work I'm retired from the Suffolk Police Department. I go back, I retired in 2014. So when I was actually working on the job, this was going on. The bodies were popping up over there on Gil- by Gilgo Beach. I don't know if you know that area, but uh, I hate to say it this way, but if you were going to dump a body, that's the place to do it. Mm. Uh, particularly if you go there late at night, there's, there's no traffic along that road. It's overlooking the Atlantic Ocean down there on the South Shore. Uh, it's not used that much. Winter time, winter months, you can go hours without seeing another car. There's also a community in there called Oak Beach. Uh, that's got some waterfront homes that uh, the clientele there or the people that own those homes are upper middle class, if, if not wealthy individuals. So uh, what was happening, uh, we got reports that there were uh, sex parties going on in that area and so on. So always, always kept a lookout. But once the bodies started to pile up, uh, it, it became clear that somebody was doing this. Now, keep in mind, Rex Hureman was only been indicted on three cases, and there'll be another fourth one coming up in the next couple of weeks uh, to look towards the future, what's going to happen with this. They're just trying to link him with sure. some more evidence. Now, witness what took place. Uh, they were at his home. They tore it apart. Uh, they um, they took his car. Uh, so they're gathering evidence. Some people were saying, well, why are you gathering evidence? You already busted the guy. Well, you need more evidence. There's more bodies there. How many is he responsible for? This is some interesting cat. Let me tell you something. This guy has, has all sorts of stories about him and so on. In fact, coming on later on in my program, 
there's somebody who a neighbor of his who wants to tell a story about this guy. I can't wait to hear it. I don't know what the story is, but apparently he's well known into the neighborhood. Yeah. But uh, if just to go back and, and take a quick uh, look at the back is that uh, we were looking so many times at uh, different suspects some people that had a history that somebody locked up right now. I can't remember his name that had committed a, uh, a murder in Manorville. Uh, they thought that there may be a connection there, and there still may be. There's more, there's more people to look at because you have a lot more bodies. But this guy could very well be connected to most of the ones that would be declared a homicide. There was a, the, the the case with Shannon Gilbert. What's going to happen with that? And she was the one that uh, was her mom that eventually brought out a lot of the uh, publicity towards what the heck is going on. Mm-hmm. With, with these bodies being found out, uh, they're actually looking at that as that she uh, consumed a lot of drugs. We, uh, it was my program that we aired the 911 tape. Finally, when it was released, we aired it within minutes of it being released. And you could hear people in the background, uh, which backs up the whole idea of sex parties in that, that area. So what happened with her, they believe that she just hopped up, hyped up on drugs and drowned in a couple of inches of water because that's swampland over there, too. Uh, because of the way it, it's a barrier island, you got water on both sides, and you have a uh, of, uh, two four lanes of, of, of driving, uh, four lanes of uh, access on uh, on going east and west. And they think that uh, she was not a homicide, although many there's also other theories to that too. So this is going to be somewhat controversial. Uh, your man, I believe, is really responsible for whatever is a homicide there. It's hard to say. Now they're they're looking at about at least ten. But there was also an infant that right. was killed. There was also a, 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 a transgender person, apparently, uh, that went and was using, I guess, the, uh, the, the sex worker profession uh, to, uh, I guess, uh, be a female or, or, or whatever uh, that was taking place. That person lost their lives. Um, one of the common denominators here is the burlap bags. I'm sure you heard a lot of this, and many of you listeners did too. Is that uh, there is a there was a modus operandi by uh, Ewerman, uh, if in fact, and I, I want to underscore the fact this is alleged. I'm sure. saying this on my program, so this man has not been guilty of anything yet. Okay, but he's indicted, but he is certainly a, a person that's going to stand trial and so on. So every time we mention his name, we're just going to say allegedly. But uh, there's a certain modus operandi, that a method of operation that he used uh, with the bags and how they were lined up uh, on, on the parkway or, or in the uh, wooded area there, right, right off of the road itself. So um, he found a place. He found a place, uh, if, if in fact he is the, the guilty party, uh, to commit uh, heinous crimes. I, I do want to say this, that sex workers, um, they don't, and, and I should say this uh, guardedly, they don't receive the same attention. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, you know, I think it was Gabby Phillips. I got that name right. Uh, when she went missing and uh, received a national. Right. Uh, Gabby national, Petito, I think. Excuse me. Yes. Gabby Petito. Uh, it, it didn't. She received an incredible amount of, of because, again, she was not a sex worker. We we tend not to look at sex workers saying, well, listen, if you're going to do that sort of thing and you're going to advertise yourself, uh, you are um, you, you, you're taking a high risk. This is a high risk profession. Uh, you're answering phone calls from people who are less than stellar. We have to meet, uh, uh, admit that, Frank. They're, uh, they're, they're less than the nicest people in the world. But uh, people like myself, and I'm sure yourself, well, we don't, that's not 
what should be in consideration. Of course not. No, no, no. A life is a life, whether it's uh, a billionaire or uh, or a homeless person. Absolutely. Um, So uh, we're talking with Tom Shalero. He's a radio talk show host on Long Island News Radio, been covering this case for literally many, many years. So what do we know about Rex Hewerman? A lot of things have been coming out in the last 48 hours. Some people saying that uh, they always thought he was a little off. They always thought he came across as a little creepy. Other people are saying they're totally shocked shocked by this and this is the definition of somebody leading a double life what what do we know about this person personally professionally etc well professionally they were able to track him he became a person of interest on march 12 2022 uh with the uh, district attorney ray tanny who when he was elected and he took office he hit the ground running on this you know there were so many people that would call into my radio show and they would say Tom, I thought we solved this case already. We didn't solve this case already. It's been going on for years. So when Ray Tanney was elected, he said, I'm going to solve uh, the uh, the uh, Gilgo Beach case. And mm-hmm. so he set up this task force. And Ewerman actually became uh, a person of interest about 13, 14 months ago. And a lot of it had to do with this avalanche, the Chevrolet avalanche that he was driving because they got a um, a report. Uh, from somebody to say to look into him and that this uh, Chevrolet avalanche seemed to be in the right places at the right time to pinpoint him to a number of the homicides that were taking place. Uh, They, in fact, the Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison said the call was the turning point leading to his arrest. In addition to the fact that they were able to, and I had announced this on Friday because it was one of the uh, first pieces where people saying, well, how, how did you get to this guy? How did you get to this guy? Well, they were watching the pings on, on, the, cell, on, on the cell phones of uh, Melissa Bartholomew. She was one of the victims and her cell phone, of course, she was missing. Her cell phone was missing. Well, this individual, if in fact it is who it is, uh, was a very, very evil, cruel individual because he was using her cell phone to uh, taunt the family wow. of, of, of Melissa. And uh, they were able to pinpoint some of the pings that were taking place. And it came from his hometown of Massapequa Park. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, Tom. So we've discussed how he's charged with three murders, likely to be charged with a fourth. We discussed that there were six or seven other bodies also found on on Gilgo Beach. Obviously, maybe you have no way of knowing, but I know you have a lot of extensive contacts within law enforcement and wherever else. What do you think the likelihood is? One of the big debates about this Long Island serial killer case was, is it one person or is it several people? What do you think the likelihood is that there's actually a second or third murderer that might be responsible for those other seven bodies? Yeah, it's a, that's an interesting question. Uh, I could say it this way. Uh, if you were going to commit murder and you wanted to hide the body, that's the place to go. Okay, so there could have been individual uh, type of uh, lone wolf type of killers that happened to kill somebody in a domestic argument and so on. And those bodies could have been dumped there also. I, I will tell you this. I remember when I was working, there was a uh, uh, they were like 17, 18 years old. And they went out on a Friday night and they were doing drugs. And one of the uh, the kids, the 18 or 19 year olds, uh, they uh, they overdosed and the kids got all upset. They didn't they, they can clearly see the person they were with was dead. So what do you think they did? They dumped them over by, by Gilgo Beach. Right. Now, you would think, oh, wow, there's another another body there. No, it was just a bunch of kids out partying. And, and tragically, one of them overdosed right. and they didn't know what to do. 
So um, I, the best way I can answer that, there could be other uh, individuals that ended up with a body uh, somehow, uh, domestic violence or whatever, <clears throat> that decided to uh, to dump in that location. I believe, and I'm, I'm only speculating right now, there'll be other that follows the uh, M.O. of Ewerman that they might be able to link, which is, again, i.e., the reason why they searched that house the way they did. They, they were there for like uh, the night before and hours and so on. He was arrested in Manhattan at his office. It's um, you alluded to the fact that uh, Ray Tierney, the Suffolk County D.A., made this a priority and it looks like they took this very seriously and were able to make an arrest almost uh, very early on in his tenure. One of the things that has me and uh, that has me and a lot of other members of the public wondering what took so long. Ray Ray Tierney was on with John Katzmatidis on the Cats Roundtable Sunday morning, and John asked him, what was the story? Why couldn't his predecessors do the same thing? This was John's question and and Ray's answer. Uh, District Attorney Tierney, uh, were there people you've been working on it a few years now and you've been working very hard? You made a pledge to, to get this done when you were elected. Uh, were there people that knew about it in previous administrations and covered it up? I no, I, I, I don't, I don't think that. I think that, um, you know, I think that my my team uh, is, you know, we we started the task force uh, uh, February first of twenty twenty two. I got elected in January of twenty twenty two, and then uh, you know six weeks later on March fourteenth. Uh, we uh, uh, Rex Sherman was identified as suspect as a suspect for the first time, and from there, uh, you know, we we uh, issued 300 separate search warrants, subpoenas uh, to gather more information, to try to put the case together, get enough informa- uh, get enough evidence to charge him, uh, and that's what we did. And, and we were fortunate because we were able to wor- work with a lot of really great people, not only in my offices but with our agencies that we work with as well. So let me ask you this, Tom. The What we had heard is that the people that were in charge of the investigation in Suffolk were essentially sound, sending the FBI away, not welcoming the FBI's help. In fact, treating any F- FBI assistance as outright hostile, hostility. Uh, I'm curious, one, do you agree with Ray Tierney's response there? I mean, we've seen the prior Suffolk County DA and the prior Suffolk County police commissioner both go to prison for unrelated crimes. But do you agree that there was no malfeasance on the part of any of his predecessors? And if so, why did this take so long when it seems like once they put this effort and this task force together and started making this priority, they were able to make an arrest relatively quickly? Well, you had motivated people. Uh, Ray Tanny, I've gotten to know him. He does a regular spot on my show, as does Rodney Harrison, the Suffolk County Police Chief. Rodney did the same thing. Uh, police Commissioner Harrison said the same thing. As soon as he took office and became the police commissioner, we are going to solve uh, Gilgo Beach. Uh, again, Ray Tanny saying the same thing. Errol Toulon, our elected sheriff, again, jumped in on this thing and said, so uh, one is, I'm going to say, motivated people. Uh, you had a new regime. There was a new sheriff in town, so to speak, and I'll, I'll re- refer to the three of them as that. Uh, I, I'm, I can only speculate on what you're saying. Uh, where was the motivation of the well, the prior police chief? Obviously, he had his issues. Uh, ended up, uh, you know, going to jail for <clears throat> totally unrelated. I, I can only answer it this way. Uh, I had mentioned sex parties. Okay. Um, two, well, let me let me back up. 
the, the nature of the victims, they were sex workers. There wasn't the same motivation, Frank, that it would have been if they were not sex workers, if they were someone. Motivation by people like the prior uh, DA. And the other thing is the, uh, the sex parties were attended, and I can only say this, spec- well, with a little bit more than just speculation, were being attended by certain individuals that wouldn't want their name in the paper. Okay, so if you're going to investigate where all these bodies are taking place and then you find out that there's a number of these different homes in a very isolated area where sex parties were taking place and the people that were going to these sex parties might have been people that uh, had held office or what have you. And uh, that was one of the reasons that I believe this is only my speculation that they didn't want to delve into it. Uh, again, uh, who cares about sex workers could have been the attitude. And the other thing was, we've got to make sure that we don't keep going into it. Now, the FBI, they're not uh, right. local. Right. You know? So, so and, you uh, think that, they, these, they really, that, that yeah. the part of the hostility to the FBI might have been some muckety mucks in Suffolk not wanting the fact that they had attended some of these sex parties uh, to come out? Exactly. And Interesting. the FBI, I mean, they're real. They're real. I mean, they're going out. They're going to say, "Okay, let's take the forensics. Let's do this." They, they, they do all sorts of things. The FBI is phenomenal, and they assist in these cases. All of there's thirty six thousand FBI agents, and they right. were utilizing all of the offices down there in Quantico, Virginia, and so on. They were analyzing a lot of it, and all of a sudden, lo and behold, you're off the case. We don't want you here. And the FBI is not going to force themselves on the local municipality. This is a local case. He's a local homicide. Tom, that's, that's my theory. On, on that note, we're going to have to end it there. A great conversation. I appreciate oh the God. insight and the information. Please keep us posted on this as, uh, as there's more news that breaks on this case. Hopefully we can check in with you again. Frank, it was my pleasure. And you keep up the great work that you're doing. I appreciate that. Thank you. Tom Shalaro, Long Island News Radio, does a great job in uh, not only covering this case, but all issues related to law enforcement, especially what's going on out there on Long Island. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.